Episode 2, Q&A, How to Find a Good Dom and Stay in Her Good Graces. Welcome to Lightworkers Who Play in the Dark, where we bring the darkness into the light. I'm your host, Mistress Damiana Chi, and I have been a professional dominatrix for over two decades. I'm also a certified sexologist and a kink life coach. I hold a PhD and a master's degree in psychology. I am the founder of the Evolutionary Dominatrix Academy and the creator of Conscious Kink Community. These podcast episodes will feature different themes like Q&As, where I answer kink-related questions from my listeners, topic interviews with people in the BDSM community, and femdom psychodrama scenes in which I dominate a submissive while you listen in as we get into some dom space and subspace together. Now, let's get on with the episode. The following are four really good questions from listeners who are male subs and my answers to them. They are asking advice on how to find a good dom because they don't think that they're going about the right path, how to get in the good graces of their dom, the difference between the term sub, slave, and kinkster, and how to make a good first impression uh, with a dom that they are meeting for the first time. These are such important questions to be asking, and I hope that many of you out there who are subs wanting to meet doms, whether pro or lifestyle, are wondering these same things and are being just as inquisitive within yourself, because if you are, you are exactly the type of thoughtful, sincere, respectful sub that every dom wants to play with, and I'm very sure of that. It was a pleasure to offer my suggestions and recommendations to Mike, Stephen, and Jerome, who had two questions. Here they are. Hi, how are you? Um, I was just wondering uh, what advice you might have um, for someone who has, let's say, had trouble uh, expressing um, their sort of kink side. Um, for for a number of years uh, and and doesn't really think they're going down the right avenues um, and just wants to kind of delve a bit deeper into the BDSM community um, but doesn't really know where to start. Hi, Mike. Thank you for asking this really important question. So you're saying that you're having trouble expressing your kink side. And I get the feeling that maybe if you have explored with some doms that, you know, I don't think that they might have been as good a guide for you as they could have been. So I would recommend to you finding a really good professional dominatrix. So professional dominatrix or pro dom for short. How you do that is, you know, do your research online and find professionals who have good training. You know, they'll say, they'll usually mention that they've been trained. That's really important and read their bio and their kind of their perspective of how, where they're coming from in thinking about BDSM and make sure that they are conscious, professional, respectful, you know, basically a good person. You want to find someone that you feel like, oh, reading this person's bio, I feel like I would be in really good hands because you really do need to find someone who's responsible, educated, BDSM educated, and, um, and that, that can be 
it can be hard to find that person. So do your research. And um, as far as where to find, you can look at Eros Guide. Eros Guide has, uh, it's eros.com, I believe. And then you just look for the BDSM section. There's a BDSM section of Eros Guide and look for dominatrixes in that section. So you want to find a real dominatrix. You don't want to find someone who's, let's say, like an escort who is dressing as a dominatrix, fulfilling your king fantasies or just playing a role of a dominatrix. You want to find a real dominatrix. So do your research. And, you know, when you when you find someone who accepts you for who you are and can really guide you on your submissive journey, that is a person you want to stick with. So that is a person that you feel like, okay, she, if you feel like you can really let go with this person, if you feel like you really feel safe with this person in order to let go and surrender, that would be someone to stay with. So if you find someone to stay with, it's a journey together. It's a relationship that is really valuable because the longer you know a person, the longer you play with a person, the more you can let go, the more you feel like exploring other things because you don't, it's, it's, it's harder to go from, you know, to jump from dom to dom and feel like you can really delve deep into your exploration as a submissive, right? You want to stay with someone feel like you can, you know, start establishing that trusting relationship. And then you, you know, session after session, as they build, you feel like, you know, I think I want to explore more or, or she will guide you. She'll say, you know, I feel like you're ready to explore more and I want to take you further. I want to take you further and I want you to experience this and that and other things. And, you know, she'll guide you. So you need to find someone, it would be good for you to find someone like that. So personally, I really love long-term relationships with submissives. You know, some of the best relationships I've ever had in my life as a, as a pro-dom of over 20 years it are my clients because they're really, they're really deep and intimate relationships. We're exploring something that's really, really intimate you know, kink fantasies are really, really intimate. Sometimes, the, sometimes these are things that you don't share with your closest friends or maybe your partners, even if they're not accepting of them. So oftentimes my clients, my sub clients will tell me that I'm the closest person to them because I know all sides of them. You know, I know every part of them and, um, and it's, it's a really, it's a truly special, cherished, relationship. And I, I cherish my subs so much. So find someone who cares about that, cares about establishing a long-term relationship with you and wants to build upon that and, and help you explore. Um, so I want to tell you social media is not, it, it might not be the easiest place to find a professional dom who would fit this, um, description that I was just talking about. You'd have to really look, you know, you'd have to really look. And, um, it's a good way to find out someone's, maybe their ethics and their morals and their perspectives and, um, where they're coming from, their approach to BDSM. If you look at their Twitter posts, if you read what they're writing about, you know, so 
you can do that. You know, you, you can do that, but um, be careful because if once you feel like, oh, this person is saying someone that makes you feel like, oh, um, she might be judgmental or she might have uh, opinions that might match not, not might, might not match my own, then be careful because that might not be a good fit. You just really have to use your intuition as well. Use your intuition and feel into, okay, does this person feel good to me energetically? You know, is this person a good person? Basically, if when you say you're having trouble expressing your kink side, if someone is, let's say, treating another person with disrespect, and you can see that sometimes on Twitter posts, that's not someone that you feel like, wow, I can really let go with this person, right? So you want to be, you want to be careful of that. Um, there are also a lot of so-called dominatrixes or doms on the internet, on social media who are not trained. So you want to, you just want to find out and they might not say it on their bios or whatever, but ask them, email them. Are you trained in BD? What is your background? What is your training? And things like that. You want to make sure that they have had that. So also pro dom stands for professional dominatrix, right? And so the word professional, it's, it's a, a pro dom is someone who, do, who does that as a profession, but it also means that this person has to treat you professionally. This person that you want to have a relationship with should be someone who, like, let's say you're meeting a real estate agent for the first time. This person's going to be polite to you. They're going to be respectful. They're going to um, keep their appointments and things like that. You want to find a person that is like that, professional. Um, if someone is sort of um, treating you like with, let, I'm just, I'm just trying to make something up. Like, mm, maybe she'll blow you off. Maybe she'll say, you know, I, I, I'm not in the mood to talk right now. Um, I'll call you later. And if it just isn't professional, it's a red flag. So you want to watch for that, right? So let's see. The other part of your question was you said you wanted to delve deeper into the BDSM community. And that's great. That is a great thing to hear. Um, play parties. Try to find play parties in your area. I mean, they could be in your area or uh, in, in other areas that you can travel to that are close by or places that you'll be visiting anyway. You can look on FetLife. There's a, there's a schedule on FetLife or uh, events, you know, a listing where you can find out fetish events or play parties that are happening in certain cities. So look at that. And uh, that's a really good resource, FetLife. It's FetLife.com. So that is that is basically like a Facebook community for for the for BDSM. It's, it's like Facebook for the BDSM community. Right. So that would be a good place to look. Um, and these are places that these are parties that you want to make sure are being held at established places. Like they might be uh, dungeons that are pretty well known who have regular events, regular kink events or play parties. They could be fetish clubs, BDSM clubs that have like a a fetish event every month, once a month or, or once a week or something like that. So you can find, look for those. 
And um, incidentally, I'm I'm also building my own web website kind of online community called consciouskinkcommunity.com. It's something that I I am just starting, so it's not quite launched yet. But I got this idea because there's, to me, there's a need for online communities for the kink community that are made for more, a more conscious minded, more conscious minded people, you know, more people that have mutual respect for one another, people that have a positive message for one another, people who are supportive of one another. There are some people on places like Twitter that, um, you know, they're, they're not, they're being very opinionated and sometimes expressing maybe superior opinions about really controversial topics. And sometimes it gets a big negative. Sometimes it's like, you know, my opinion is better than, or my, my position on this is better than yours, or mine is the right one, that kind of a thing. And it gets, it gets burdensome, I would say. And it's kind of like, okay, what, what does this have to do with kink? Right? So I'm creating a, a community where that's basically prohibited. There's only going to be positive, supportive members on there. Um, you have to get, you have to apply and get accepted into this community. And so it's going to be a very handpicked, selected group of people who, um, who are going to be joining this. And I, I basically want to build a safe container for people who want to be with like-minded kinky people. And so that's going to be coming. So check to see if um, ConsciousKinkCommunity.com has been launched yet. And I will also make an announcement on my social media platforms. So stay tuned. Anyway, Mike, thank you for asking this question. I think it's a great, great question. I think a lot of people have this question that you asked. So I hope that this helped you with which way to go. Talk to you soon. Hi, Damiana. Um, my question is about staying on good graces uh, with your dominant. Um, I'm a submissive and uh, as a client, you know, I often worry about doing the wrong thing. Uh, it's so important to me uh, that the dominant actually like me. Uh, and so on the one hand, I, I want to do the right thing and I but I also don't want to be overbearing and it makes me uh nervous often and I think that that can be honestly emotionally draining for the other person so just any advice you could give on being a good submissive and uh and also um you know doing doing the kinds of things that will keep uh keep you in in the good graces of your dominant would be super interesting to me and much appreciated. Thank you. Hi, Stephen. Thank you for your question. I think that's a really good question that I think a lot of subs out there can benefit from hearing the answer to. So uh, I noticed that when you started this question, you said, hi, Damiana. And I just want to point out that that would be one of the first things that you want to pay attention to. What does your dominant like to be called? So I personally like to be called by my honorific, which is mistress. So I like to be called mistress 
Mistress Damiana, um, Mistress Damiana Chi. You know, sometimes people call me Dr. Chi when I'm doing my, um, my coaching practice. But basically, my preferred honorific is Mistress Damiana. So uh, my, my preferred title with my name. And so that would be a really good way to fall into a mistress's good graces is to call her by her preferred honorific. So there are other honorifics that other doms prefer, like domina or goddess. Sometimes there's princess, sometimes there's queen, you know, there's, there's all these different honorifics that mistresses are using now, doms are using now. So you want to find that out. And if you call that dom by her honorific, you're you're going to gain points. You're going to gain points in her book because it's like, oh, it's a very, it's a very respectful greeting way to address me. You know, when someone pays attention to like, oh, that's, that's how I like to be addressed. So ask your doms how they like to be addressed. Some, some doms might not care at all. Sometimes what, call me by my first name, you know, so it's really dom to dom. So find that out from the, uh, from the doms that you're playing with. And if you stay respectful and polite, which it sounds like you are, then that is a bonus. That's, that's just so stay just like that. Don't be too casual, you know, like don't be like, this is what I don't like. This is when I see there, I get tons of D. I know that doms get tons of DMs from, from people out there, mainly guys who are writing, Hey, mistress. Hi, mistress. Hey, and you know, things like that and not saying anything after that. Those are going to go straight into the delete folder. <laughs> there's, a, they're just, there's nothing, there's no point to that. So, you know, uh, there's, when there's no point to someone who's contacting me, it's, it goes away. It's, it gets deleted right away. And I know, I don't know why people don't get the clue, <laughs> get a clue about that because that's happening all the time. Doms are deleting those left and right. So, uh, if you don't in your contact, say dear mistress or hello mistress, so-and-so, um, my name is so-and-so and you know, maybe some compliments. I've been following you and I really, uh, like what you said about this and that. And then, and then, you know, maybe I would, I would love to have further contact with you. Maybe we can do a session, you know, ask for, ask for a session or ask for some way of having relations with her because no Dom out there is going to want to go back and forth with you on a DM. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking mainly pro Doms. There's, there's just kind of like, we don't have time for that. So I know that's outside of your question, but it's just, I had to put that out there like this. If you ever, if you already got an established relationship with someone, then yeah, I'm sure they're going to want to go back and forth with you. But if there's no relationship yet, then you want to, you want to make sure that you, you you establish yourself as someone who's sincere and respectful right in the beginning. Um, also another way to stay in good graces is to defer to her rules about contact. Ask her if she prefers email or text contact from you, you know, let's say that you, she's someone who you've already been sessioning with, ask her, you know, ask her, would it be okay if, if I contacted you and when would you like me to contact you? Would it be okay if I contacted you uh, and said, thank you after a session, those types of things. You know, I, what I love is 
I, I really enjoy when I hear from a client who writes an email to me. Uh, so this is what I, this is what I enjoy. I'll tell you what I enjoy and then maybe we, I'll, I'll go from there. But generally what I enjoy from clients who are, uh, my subs who are clients are they will reach out in an email initially, uh, if they haven't, if we haven't session in a while, you know, it's like this and I'll, I'll get something like a little bit of a, of a paragraph about how, you know, they've missed sessioning with me and they would enjoy coming back to sessions or something like that. Um, and then I will ask them to, okay, let's, let's go to text. Let's go to text because that's the easy way to go back and forth about scheduling. So I will let the person know when it's time to go to text communication. So that's, that's what I enjoy. If I have an established relationship with someone who I've been seeing, then, um, then text is fine for me. For me, text is fine to go back and forth on if someone has, has already been sessioning with me. And so that is my kind of, you know, I, I set very clear boundaries. And so, um, I let the people know, I let my subs know what's okay and what's not okay. If someone, if, if a dom doesn't have that clear boundaries for you, if she hasn't communicated that to you, then go ahead and ask her. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine to ask her her personal preferences about contact and she'll let you know. Um, but I do want to put it out there that I think for the most part, sexting is bad. <laughs> sexting your dom is a bad idea pretty much all the time, except for if you've paid for a sexting session, if you've paid for a, a domination sexting session, right? Texting session. So I'll tell you a funny story. It's funny to me. I don't know if it's funny to the person that I banned, but, um, so I had a, a sub who had been seeing me for a while and, um, and he would have this bad habit of sexting me. And it was usually in the evening time. It's usually, you know, um, I don't know why, but it was usually right around the time that I was making dinner for my kids. <laughs> and so I, I get this text and it said, mistress, how would you like me to please you? <laughs> and obviously he's in his horny mood. Maybe he's masturbating or something like that. Um, in his end of the other phone, right? His, on his end of of what's of his experience on his phone. He has no idea what's going on on my end. And I, like I said, I'm, I was this one time where I got this, this text, I was making dinner for my kids. I'm in family mode. Um, it's in the evening. I've shut off communications with my, my clients and my subs. I'm enjoying family time and I'm getting this text. It's a sext text. Um, and so I pretty much said, Hey, I told you not, and this wasn't the first time. This was like the third time that he's done this with, over the course of a few months, right? And so he was a fine sub in session, but outside of session, he would cross these, my boundaries. And so I told him, you know, this is, I told you this was not okay. You're not allowed to text me anymore. I'm, I am, uh, I am now blocking you from my phone. If you want to request a session from me, you may email me. And so I, I banned him from my phone, no more texting. And so he's email only. And that was the only way that he could communicate with me. So that is, 
an example of why sexting is bad because you don't, you, that, that's, that's a huge boundary crossing thing. Uh, you don't know what's going on in, in the current situation of the other person. You're just involved in your own situation. And so that's an example of not thinking of the other person, especially your dom. You know, when you want to be respectful of what's going on on their end. And so, so, so texting can be, um, intrusive. I generally don't let someone text me unless it's something that I'm already expecting them to do, something that I already told them to do. Like, okay, text me now because it's time to schedule something. All right, so there's there's my my whole deal about text sexting and texting. Um, but generally, you know, when you when you say to get in the good graces of a dom, if you want to be, you know, I prefer someone who has. Uh, just good common sense about things and someone who has a nice personality, someone who's not creepy, someone who's sweet and positive and someone I just like hearing from. You know, if you're that person, I don't think it's difficult to be that type of person, but if you're that type of person, you're fine. You're fine. And you're going to be, and doms are going to want to hear from you. All right. So I hope that helps Stephen, and I hope to talk to you soon. Hello, this is Jerome from France. What would you say is the difference between kingsters, subs, and slaves? Thanks a lot. Hi, Jerome. Thanks for asking that question. It's a very good question. I think a lot of people wonder about this question too. So a kingster is an umbrella term for people who enjoy non-vanilla sexual activities or fantasies that are considered to fall outside the norm. A kingster is also called a kinky person. So they enjoy uh, activities that involve BDSM, dom-sub dynamics, usually called DS dynamics, um, erotic domination, and uh, shibari, rope bondage, all those types of things. So a vanilla person is someone who enjoys conventional sex. <laughs> so, um, you know, that would just be what we talk about going to fourth base, <laughs> going to first base, second base, third base, fourth base is what, how we used to say it in elementary school. Right. So that would be a vanilla person. Um, so in my evolutionary dominatrix Academy, I also, um, discuss this in the submissive course that I, that I have, that, that I used to teach that I might teach again called be your best submissive self. I have something that I talk about called the sub kink matrix. And it's like, a, it's a quiz that I've developed where people can find out what type of kinky person you are. Um, and so everyone falls on various parts of the kink spectrum, the submissive spectrum, the masochist spectrum, the fetishist spectrum, and so on. So there's, and there's a few more too. Um, and so it's, you know, everyone has, everyone everyone is an individual and everyone has different levels of how much they like something. You know what I mean? So, um, for example, a submissive can be called a submissive, but he can be less, he or she can be less submissive than another submissive. Um, and for example, so I'll, I'll bring up the, the, the kinkster, um, example first. 
So in the subkink matrix, everything is rated on a scale from zero to five. So if you were to place yourself on the kinkster scale to find out where you would fall on that scale, um, and the scale being zero to five, zero being very vanilla, five being very kinky, how much of a kinkster are you? So zero would be not at all, a one would be a little bit, two would be sometimes, three would be often, four would be this is an important part of you, and then five would be this is who you are at the core of your being. So if you think about that question, how much of a kinkster are you? Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably over a zero. You're probably, so basically anything, anything that you score above a zero, you're kinky, you're a kinkster. Okay. And then, you know, you would take that scale and think about a submissive too. Like how submissive are you? Um, not at all, a little bit, sometimes and often important part of you, or this is who you are to the core of your being. You know, so you take that scale and just think about each thing on, on the, in the sub kink, kink matrix. And that is how you, you just, and this would be a very helpful thing for you to tell your doms. If you are going to be sessioning with someone that, that doesn't know you very well, or even if someone knows you quite well, this is very enlightening for the dom who wants to play with you. And it would, it would give her some clues on where to go in taking you in that session. Okay, so a submissive or a sub is the bottom participant in or out of a BDSM scene. And that is a person who willingly gives up their power or control to the dom in a DS dynamic. And the DS dynamic in BDSM refers to the psychological energy exchange dynamic. So that is when someone is, so it's like the role play, you know, someone plays the top, uh, the, the dominant and someone plays the submissive. <clears throat> um, and so it, when you're a sub, a, a, well, sub is also an umbrella term for, you know, I use the term sub for slave, bottom, kinkster, masochist. And all. so I kind of use the, the term sub. A lot of people use the term sub for the, the, the umbrella term for um, the bottom participant. But officially, a submissive is someone who enjoys, um, you know, the energy exchange dynamic, the, the role play. Uh, they also enjoy protocol play, usually calling their dom by her chosen honorific, whether it be mistress or goddess or domina, etc. And the and a sub usually enjoys being being in and acting the part of the subservient role. Um, and so there are varying degrees of submissiveness, as I said earlier. And each individual sub has their individual preferences, and um, and this can also change and evolve over time. Someone can can be not as submissive in the beginning of their journey and, and be more of a bottom, and then they can evolve and become quite submissive later on. So it's all, it's all an evolution. It's all a journey, right? Um, a slave is a sub who is usually in a 24-7 type of female-led relationship. doesn't have to be female-led. It could be male-led relationship, but I talk about FLR quite often in... Um, 
in the podcast, in my academy. And so, because I'm, because what I do is femdom, right? So I will often refer to femdom related terms, terminology, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the femdom. It could be the male dom uh, dynamic as well. It also applies. So a slave is usually someone who is in an FLR type of relationship or a lifestyle dom sub type of relationship whether or not they're in an intimate relationship or they live together, it doesn't have to be that way. It just, a slave is just a slave when it is an arrangement or an agreement between them and their dom. And in this type of relationship, the slave gives up total power. They follow high protocol rules and rituals. And there is a psychological, mental, and physical domination role in and out of scene. So, you know, sometimes when, um, a sub is in a, in a scene, they are, they are acting like a slave inside of a scene in a BDSM session. Right. But a slave is someone who is always submissive to their dom 24 seven in and out of scene. And even if it's not 24 seven, um, it's sometimes called 24 seven, even though there are not in constant contact, you know, um, like lesser frequency than 24 seven. If it's, if this is the arrangement, then this is what it is. You know, I have slaves that I've had for many years that we're not in constant contact, but that is our agreement and that is our relationship. So I should also talk about the term bottom, which you didn't, um, question, you didn't ask your question about, but it's all related. A bottom is is usually not submissive, or maybe they're part of the time submissive, um, or they are only submissive to certain doms. So a bottom, um, in this dynamic, a top bottom dynamic doesn't have to have the DS aspect when they play, or they have it to a lesser amount. You know, the dom sub role play thing. It the dynamic they it it doesn't have to exist or it might exist to a lesser degree. So there's usually little or no protocol. For example, the bottom might not call their dom by um, their honorific. They might not call them mistress or goddess or something like that. They might call them by their first name. This is very common. Um, And they usually in the play only focus on the physical aspects. So um, the, and the dynamic is usually very casual. You know, there's no role play. They're kind of acting like two play partners just playing with each other, two play partners who are on equal levels, um, just playing. So I hope that helps um, differentiate the the different terms. And um, thank you again for the question, Jerome. You have another question coming up, and I will answer that too. Hello, I will be meeting a prodom for the very first time shortly. What would be your recommendations to make this a success? Hi, Jerome. Thank you for asking the second question. So it's it's really I'm really happy to hear that you are wanting to know how to make your meeting with your first prodom a success because uh, I think that you know sometimes people don't think about what they should do to to be um, to to make the very best first impression that they can on a dom 
So the very first thing that you want to think about is you know, be, be very respectful when you speak with her. You know, call her by her honorific. Um, no, whether or not she, you know her honorific, if, if you don't know her honorific, ask her what it is and what she would prefer to be called. And um, ask for her personal preferences as far as what mode of contact she prefers and how frequent. So don't just text her whenever you want. Um, email her. You know, email is, is usually the first mode of, preferred mode of contact for DOMS. And if they allow you to text, then you can use that or other, other ways of contacting her. But first and foremost, um, I would say, you know, email. And then ask her it, when, what she would like, what type of information she would like about you and when she would like you to submit it. So, so don't just pour out all of your, don't, you know, don't be in your first email contact. Don't be too brief and don't be too lengthy <laughs> in your, um, in your, e in your first email. So sometimes I get emails kind of like, Hey mistress, I like feet <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, okay, this is not enough. I prefer a formal email. Hello, mistress. My name is such and such. I have a foot fetish and I would really be um, interested in exploring this with you. Are you interested in, in doing foot fetish sessions or something like that? You know, um, act like you are talking to someone in a professional setting, not a casual setting. So you want to impress her. So when she tells you that she wants to know about your, your kinks and fetishes and fantasies, then give those to her and be, keep it succinct yet thorough. Um, pay attention, pay very careful attention to her instructions about everything from everything from the application to the session arrival, how she wants you to arrive session protocol and follow everything to a T because every Dom has their own personal preferences of how she wants to run things. And the more you pay attention to those things and the more, the better you follow, follow the orders, her orders, the better you look and the better, you know, she'll think, Oh, this is a very trainable sub. You know, I'm going to enjoy this person like that. Yeah. Okay. So I always also enjoy when a client writes a little bit of his, about their history of their BDSM experience. And if they don't have any, then something about when they began fantasizing or exploring DS at a young age, usually, or when they started thinking about it, um, those types of things. I love hearing about, you know, the internal processes of, of a submissive. It helps me kind of understand who they are. And then after the session, it's always great when a client writes a very thoughtful email thanking me for the session, letting me know how much they enjoyed it. And it's always a good sign of a good client. It's a sign of someone that I would love to have serve me again. So do all those things. <laughs> and, you know, these are things that I've talked about in my course called Be Your Best Submissive Self. So I, I've been getting requests about this class again. So be on the lookout for that because I, I'm 
most likely very going to be offering it again very, very soon. All right, Jerome, I hope this helped. And thank you for being very conscious and thoughtful about everything. I'm sure you're going to be a great sub. I think you'll be doing a great job because you're already thoughtful about everything. So have a great time at your session. I was really happy to provide my suggestions and recommendations to Mike, Stephen, and Jerome. If you're the type of person who cares about finding the right kind of dom for you and cares about things like how to make a good impression on a dom, you are really on the right track. Always remember to be respectful and when in doubt, always ask for her permission and preferences. I don't know any dom who wouldn't want you to ask these things because it always makes you look really thoughtful if you do. The worst thing to do is to treat her casually like she's your bro. Hey, mistress, or hey, what's up? Or objectify her like you're hot. (laughs) If you do that, you're probably not a fit to engage with a dom and you're probably going to be instantly banned as a time waster. But if you write to her with the same politeness and respect that you would anyone that you're not familiar with, you're on the right track. This is an application. So if you're trying to get admitted to anything like a college application, you wouldn't speak casually. You would speak professionally, politely, etc. And everyone in the world likes to be treated with thoughtfulness and respect. So obviously a dom would, and even more so. In this episode, I spoke about a course for submissives called Be Your Best Submissive Self. It is a four-hour live online Zoom course available to all subs of any gender worldwide. If you're interested in getting on the mailing list to get notified for when this course is offered next, go to mistressdamianachi.com and click the tab called Submissive Online Course. Also in this episode, I spoke about the launching of my new social networking platform. Well, at the time of the recordings, I hadn't launched it yet, but it has been now. So it is available for anyone to request to join at www.consciouskinkcommunity.com. And you have to put in the www, otherwise it doesn't work. So just go to that page and you can read more about it about it and what it is. Um, It's got a really attractive and easy-to-use platform that's accessible on the web and on a phone app. And what's special about it is it's a private, personally vetted members-only community of kinksters who share a like-minded consciousness about being respectful and supportive of one another in a safe container where we can all share and connect about anything kink-related. I'd like to thank Mike, Stephen, and Jerome for offering their questions in this episode to spark these helpful discussions. I also want to send a very special thank you to a few of my patrons who are supporting this podcast. Special access patrons, Cynthia C., Mark R., and VIP patrons, Mistress Persephone Rose, Domina Flora, and Richard Tackett. I can't wait to connect with all of you in the fun ways, like on Q&A episodes, the Psychodrama Domination episodes, and the newest fun thing, which is a private hi-ho group where we can do one-on-one personal video chats, and that's for the VIP group. I'd also like to thank my editor, the lovely Mistress Persephone Rose. Until next time, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Lightworkers Who Play in the Dark. 
I love providing valuable BDSM content to my community. So if you would like to support this podcast, please become my patron by going to patreon.com slash PhD. My patrons receive different benefits, like asking questions for Q&A episodes, free access to Conscious King Community, and personal video chats with me on a weekly basis. The Patreon link and other links to my different websites, where you can apply for BDSM sessions, kink-centered life coaching, the Evolutionary Dominatrix Academy, and Conscious King Community, can all be found on DamianaChiPhD.com. You can also connect with me on social media at PhD. If you love this show, please share and subscribe. And until next time, sending love and kinky blessings to you all.